Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 189 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Great to have you here today. Hope you're having a wonderful day slash evening wherever you are catching the podcast, whether you're out for your walk, driving in the car. I've been doing a lot of podcast listening driving in the car lately, actually. Um, so that might be you as well. And I hope you're having a great day. To our new listeners of the podcast, welcome. It's great to have you here. We've had a lot of new listeners join us in the recent months. So welcome to you if you're a new listener to the podcast. I really hope you're enjoying the episodes and the content that we bring you um, and that you're finding it valuable to your business and to your leadership journey. If you are enjoying the podcast, of course, I would absolutely love it if you would take just a moment to leave us a rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. That really helps other people know that this is a great podcast for them. Um, and lets me know which episodes too that you're really enjoying. So if you do leave a review, let me know what your favorite episode has been of the podcast so far. Now, again, excuse my voice, as per last week's episode, I'm still a little croaky, but we are battling through. And today I want to chat to you about employee well-being. This is actually the topic of the month inside the People Powered HR membership. This month we're talking about employee well-being programs, employee assistance programs, employee well-being as a whole. So every month inside People Powered HR we have a focus. We always pull the focus from one of the uh, people pathway elements. So the people pathway is the journey every employee takes in your business. It involves planning, employing, onboarding, protecting, leveraging and exiting. So it is a pathway. So people is an acronym. And each month we focus on one part of that people pathway. And specifically, we dive deep into one particular element of that pathway. And this month is employee well-being. So today I thought we'd chat on the podcast about employee well-being as a concept overall, what it actually means, employee well-being programs and employee assistance programs, and what the difference really is between the two and how they interact with each other. And really, for small to medium-sized businesses, do we need to worry about employee well-being? Is it part of our remit? And what sort of thought should we be putting into employee well-being as a whole? So how does that sound? Let's let's get into it. So firstly, I really wanted to, I guess, unpack the concept of employee well-being because it feels like it's really broad and it's really big. And I think it also feels like, um, is that our responsibility? Like, how is it our job to ensure ensure someone's well-being? And it's a really interesting approach. And I think there is this conception, true or not, that it's kind of a thing that big corporates do when they're trying to roll out something that is keeping HR busy, maybe positioning them as someone who can win an employer of choice award. Um, So, I think it's an interesting concept. And really, well-being is a very holistic term, right? It talks about physical well-being. It talks about mental and emotional well-being and mental health. Well-being is about our work, our satisfaction with our careers. It's about balance. It's about fulfillment. It's about 
all of those things. And in fact, Gallup, um, and I love, you know, having a read of Gallup's research and articles because it's always so well informed. They've identified five elements of well-being for the entire piece of well-being. So they break it down into career. Do you like what you're doing every day? Community, where do you live? Are you safe? You're comfortable? Physical well-being, are you well physically? Do you have the energy to do the things you love to do? Social, do you have meaningful friendships and connections? And financial, of course, do you have financial security? Do you have enough money? Is your money well managed? And some of those things are not about work at all. So when we're talking about employee well-being and well-being at work, what are we thinking about? Obviously, we're thinking about the career piece. Do you like what you're doing? Do your team like what they're doing? Do you have a sense of, I guess, social community at work? Like, do your people feel like they belong? Is there a good emotional support network there? Is there job satisfaction? Um, does your work, does the work your people are doing light them up and give them a sense of fulfillment? So wellness is really quite a broad term. And I think when we're talking about employee well-being as a concept, we're talking about how well we're taking care of our people to the extent for which we should and, and can be responsible, which is, of course, not every part of their lives. We cannot be responsible for things that are totally outside of our control that don't happen at work. But I think we do have a responsibility as employers to create environments that allow well-being to, to occur, that foster well-being as a concept. And it's up to us to create those environments. And sometimes we do need to take some very deliberate action. And today I wanted to talk about specifically wellbeing programs and employee assistance programs. Now, employee assistance programs are also referred to as EAPs. So you may have heard that acronym and not really been sure what that was all about or what it stood for. It just stands for employee assistance program. So if we start there, because this is probably the most common thing that we can put in place in our businesses, what actually is an employee assistance program? What it is, really at its heart, is something that the employer funds that is designed to give employees access to confidential support, usually via mental health psychology type services, to help them navigate challenges that they might be facing at that time. And they may be work-related challenges or they might be personal challenges. So generally, this is something that an employer engages. So the employer funds it and they engage a provider to provide an employee assistance program that employees can access whenever they need to, to help them deal with whatever's going on in their life generally. Now, this could be a work conflict that they need help navigating, or it could be something that's going on at home. It might be domestic violence. It could be substance abuse. It could be financial concerns. It could be just stress and anxiety. It could be a whole range of things. And really importantly, the value in employee assistance programs is that they are completely confidential. When you engage an EAP provider as an employer, you don't know which one of your employees has accessed that service. You don't know what they've spoken about. You get to know nothing aside from possibly a report saying that 
they've delivered six hours of support this year for your team or something like that. Like they might give you a status update on how much has been accessed, but you won't know who's accessed it, how they've accessed it, what they've accessed it about at all. You cannot get that information. The confidentiality piece is fundamental to EAPs. And it's why they are so popular because employees feel safe to go to these providers. Now, the good news is EAPs are really easy to implement. You find a provider, you find out which one's going to work best for your budget, your business, how they provide their services, you engage them, and then, of course, you need to tell your employees that it exists and they've got access to it. And once an employee trusts that they can go to this place and or call this place, however you're accessing it, and get support, they generally are very well accessed. I work with clients who have EAPs in place, even small businesses with less than 10 staff, and that support is getting accessed. And we don't know by who, but it's getting accessed. So it's a very proactive way that you can help employees to improve their well-being, particularly their mental health well-being. That's really the focus of EAPs generally, without you being involved. And I think that's really important. I'm going to unpack a little bit about why I think that's important in a moment. So how does that differ then to well-being programs? And where do the two sort of interact and, and align? So a well-being program is much broader. A well-being program could involve a whole range of different initiatives at different times with the focus, of course, on improving or enhancing employee well-being. That could be health, happiness, fitness, mental health, stress management, financial wellness. It can be so much broader. And your well-being program might change and evolve over time depending on what's important to people right now. So a holistic well-being program can be around a whole lot more than just mental health and mental wellness. And I would say that a structured well-being program is probably something that I would see more in larger businesses because it takes resources to pull together. It takes intention. It takes time. And let's face it, for most of us small businesses, that's just not on the cards. But what you can do, despite maybe not having a documented and formulated wellbeing program, you can still introduce wellbeing initiatives. And this I see small businesses do really well. Now, typically, Old school, this involved giving everyone a gym membership. That was the rage for a while, right? You were giving everyone passes to the local gym or to one of those um, uh, consortiums where you can access different gyms in different locations. I can't think of what they're called right now. Um, But that was all the rage. That was, we're going to have a wellbeing program, so we're going to give everyone gym memberships. I remember at one point, one of the companies my husband used to work for, um, they gave everyone like Fitbits. That wasn't, I can't remember was that specific brand, but you know what I mean? Mon- uh, smart watches, monitoring watches. Some of the team, him included, refused to wear them because what the employer was actually doing, because they had to use their work email to set up the account, they were just going to track you know, activity and where they were, which felt very creepy. So you've got to be careful that the intention is right and that you're implementing things that are actually going to help employees' well-being, not make them more paranoid or concerned about your intentions. So having a well-being program might feel big and daunting and, and maybe unrealistic for a small to medium-sized business, but that doesn't mean that you can't implement well-being initiatives. And this is where the two things interact. So having an employee assistance program, an EAP, is one well-being initiative that you can implement. 
amongst a whole range of other things, I know businesses that have brought in um, financial sort of advisors and mentors to uh, give it not give advice sort of personal financial advice but um, maybe present on a particular topic like superannuation or uh, investment or managing money and, and budgeting and those kind of things because you know, we all need help in that area, don't we? Or um, I know businesses that bring in um, like a masseuse to do like neck massages with the team. So you can have lots of different wellbeing initiatives and it's really just limited by your imagination. But I think if you're going to look at that, you really want to be thinking about how can I help my people in a way that they are going to want to be helped? Because not everyone is happy to have someone walking around massaging their necks at their desk. Some people just don't like that, right? So you're really thinking about initiatives that are going to improve morale, improve productivity, help people manage stress and those kind of things better. And, you know, really thinking about how that's going to play out and what is going to be actually beneficial. So when we look at it, an EAP is just one kind of well-being initiative that you can implement into your business. And there's lots of different ones. Maybe you've experienced well-being initiatives in businesses you've worked for. Maybe you've implemented some in your small business. And if you have, reach out and let me know. Um, just send me an email to hello at peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au. I'd really love to hear what your ideas have been. So how I want to sort of finish today's episode is looking at why even small to medium-sized businesses really need to be thinking very carefully about implementing wellbeing initiatives and why it is important to our teams. And I think one of the standouts for me is as a small business owner, as a manager of people in, a, in any kind of business, often your people, particularly if you've formed a really good relationship with them, will confide in you and share their problems with you. And I've known many business owners, and there's one in particular I'm thinking of, who have fallen into the role of in trying to listen in trying to be there to support their employees, in trying to be the trusted confidant for them, have fallen into the role of being like a quasi-counsellor. And they kind of, it's a slippery slope when you start heading into that territory to then pull back from, which can be really challenging because let's face it, unless you are a qualified counsellor, we're not counsellors, we're not psychologists, we're not equipped to really be able to help someone in that moment. Of course, we can listen, but if our employees are relying on us to be that person for them, they're going to be much better served talking to someone qualified and experienced and impartial. So I think it allows our employees to have an avenue to get support as part of the workplace that isn't us. And also, it can be quite draining when someone relies on you in that capacity. I was working with a, a business several years ago now, and the employer found herself in this exact situation. She had an employee who had confided in her. She was seeing a counsellor as well, but every evening she was calling her employer to unpack what was happening for her that day. And these conversations were going on for hours sometimes. And the poor business owner was trying, just wanting to be supportive, really just wanting to be there for their team member, listen, be attentive. But gee, they were exhausted by it all because that was on top of their already chaotic day and they knew that they didn't have the skills, of course, to really be able to help them and they didn't want to say the wrong thing or make it worse. So the stress and the mental load of it was quite significant. So 
having programs in place where employees can access these kind of services reduces the need for you to be that person for them. And in small business in particular, it's very easy for us to become that person for them. So offering these programs is really beneficial. It also helps us stand out from the competition. This is one of those things that employees are looking for now in workplaces. Are we offering wellbeing programs, EAPs? What do we do to look after the wellbeing of our employees? Employees are actively looking for that. So this might be a great recruitment tool to attract more people to work for us. It's certainly an excellent retention tool. So even as a small business, there are things that we can be doing in terms of employee wellbeing initiatives to help bring in better people and to keep them longer. The upside, of course, is we get better productivity from our team. Employees who feel their well-being is being looked after are more engaged. They're more motivated. They're happier at work. You're going to get better quality work at a higher productivity level. You're going to see other flow-on effects as well, like reduced absenteeism, disengagement, Wellness not being where it needs to be overall, whether that's because of stress, financial issues, physical, mental, whatever it is, all of those things plug into absenteeism and your absenteeism goes up when someone has those additional pressures and issues. If we can help them manage that, we're going to reduce absenteeism. So it's a win-win all around. So even with limited resources, there are options. EAPs are not expensive to implement, particularly in small teams. Wellbeing initiatives can be cheap. They can be free even. They don't even have to cost. So I encourage you today that even as a small to medium-sized business, and although I am telling you that your employees' well-being in their entirety of their lives is not your responsibility because we have a tendency to take that on, there are things we can do to create well workplaces, to create workplaces that foster employee well-being, that are good for our people and ultimately good for our business. So just have a think, what can you do in terms of employee well-being? What can you implement in your business? And just by starting to think about that, by starting to come up with ideas, and even by starting small, you will notice the changes. You will notice the impact that it has on your team and the benefits it has to your business. So that's my task for you for this week. Put some thought into it. See what you can come up with and see what might be a great well-being initiative that you can consider implementing in your business in the future. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and for bearing with my croaky voice. It's been great to have you here on the People Powered Business Podcast today. And I'll be back again next week with episode 190. I cannot believe we are nearly at 200 episodes of the podcast. So very exciting to celebrate 200 episodes with our regular and new listeners. Thanks so much for joining me. Have a fabulous week and I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the People Powered Business Podcast. Mm -hmm.